Welcome back, Woodhead Wisdom. Good afternoon, good morning, good uh, good night, whenever the hell you're listening to this. I hope you're doing well. Uh, if you're just starting your day, I hope you have the best day ever. If you're just finishing up your day, maybe you're uh, just finished from work, sitting on the couch, eating some chippies, maybe playing a video game, smoking a cone. I'm just pretty much explaining what I do. Maybe you're doing all that and you're just unwinding, well, goddammit. My brother, my sister, my titter, all that. Put your feet up. Relax. You fucking earned it, dude. You fucking had an amazing day. You did everything you possibly could have. Um, maybe you're thinking, oh, but I didn't. I, I, I actually pushed every all my responsibilities uh, to tomorrow. I didn't do anything today. Well, that's fine as well. That's all you could muster up to do. Sometimes when you wake up, all you can muster up to do is to push everything to do for the next day. If that makes sense. So you fucking did it, dog. If you're like me, you've been at work for the past week now. And I hope that week's been going good for you. My one's been going, it's been going good, man. I've just been easing back into work, you know, not really, um, not really giving a fuck about much, to be honest. Just kind of doing what needs to be done it's been good you know what it's been good to get back um get back doing radio i think usually um usually uh when i when you get to the tail end of a broadcasting year you just feel a bit fucking annoyed you just like you just kind of getting every show just every show is just a bit of a slug you know uh, me personally, I don't know how anyone else feels doing radio, but that's how I feel towards the end of the year. And then you have a couple of weeks break, and then you fucking miss them. You miss the, you miss paneling, you miss the audience, you miss doing stuff. So yeah, it's been good to get back into it and seeing familiar characters on the text line pop up, and um, you know, rocking and rolling, man. I think the problem though is, uh, you know, and look, there is definitely, uh, I'm sure everyone knows this. You know, it's not like 2010 or whatever, but like, you know, there's definitely, um, when you work at, when you work in radio, I, I, for me personally, you have to have like your work, work music tastes and personal tastes, you know, there's some shit that I like off air that I can't really play on air, you know, I've been really getting into Ken Carson lately. He's kind of like a Playboy Cardi type, mumble rapper type, you know, the deal. I love that shit, man. That real hype. I think this is like my last year. I'm 26 this year. So this is like my last year for getting into young people's music. And then that's it. I'm done. After 27, I've got, I'm locking off. I've got my classics. I've got my records. Leave me alone. That's going to be me. But Ken Carson, he's like one of the last greats. One of the last great generational talents for me, dude. He's awesome. One thing I like about, um, and you know what? I'll just, I'll just play a little bit of Ken Carson just so you can kind of get the, the vibe of what I'm, um, the vibe of who this artist is, the vibe of what he's about. Yeah, see, that's what I'm about. That's kind of what my shit, that's kind of the wave I've been on as of late. She didn't want to fuck with me there, 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 but there she do a little bit. Yeah, I was looking at it. I was watching one of his interviews of uh, this Ken Carson character. So I watched the story of um, how he got signed to Playboy Cardi. And um, 
what happened was Playboy Cardi was like walking out of a restaurant or something and Ken Carson ran over to him and was like, yo, Playboy Cardi, can I, can I rap for you? And Playboy Cardi was like, yeah, yeah, man, rap for me, man. Yeah, dog. And then Ken Carson rapped for him and then Playboy Cardi liked him so much that he invited him to the studio and signed him. Which is a, that's like a, that's like a hip hop fairy tale. You know, we've heard the story before of like, um, you know, uh, Big Sean rapping for Kanye. Very similar situation. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's some others. But the thing that makes sense, it makes sense, like, that that would happen more in the 90s, 2000s. Like, nowadays, it's just... Like, you listen to this guy, like... Like, he doesn't sound like that without the production and auto-tune. So what the fuck was he rapping to Playboy Cardi? Hey, Cardi, you... You all right, rap for me, man? And Playboy Cardi just looks at him like... Fucking get in. You and me are gonna make a lot of money together. We're gonna make a lot of fucking money together, you and I. Damn, Cardi, you sound different in real life. Yeah. Yeah, the whole music industry is fucking... It's... It's all a magic trick, mate. This is my actual voice. Ken Carson kind of sounds like a name for a 40-year-old father of two. Hello, I'm Ken Carson. Sounds like a news anchor. It's a fucking news anchor type name. Not... Not like that, you know. Hello, it's Ken Carson for the 6 o'clock news. I am high off these perkies. And, uh, your bitch give me that slurpee. God damn, this bitch like $2 at 7-Eleven way she slurped me up. And then I glaze on your girl like a Krispy Kreme donut. That's Ken Carson. That's the, that's the headlines. This is Ken Carson. Triple J News. We gotta fire this new news guy. That was incredibly inappropriate. There are, there are kids in the car going home. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. That's really what a type of shit I've been about. I've also been working. I've been working, getting ready for all the comedy festival runs. Um, if you've been following, if you follow my shit on Instagram, you know the title of the show. It's black and white. The poster dropped over the holidays as well um lovely poster lovely poster um big thank you to um oh gosh i forgot her last name it's emily 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 smith emily smith uh thank you very much emily for doing the illustrations on the poster it looks fantastic uh, <clears throat> oh excuse me I, um, it was great. I found Emily, um, I don't even know how I found her. I found her, like, she, I, I had an idea to have comic book panelings for the poster, and I just Googled Australian comic book illustrators. I saw that she worked on the Clever Man comic book, which I didn't even know Clever Man had a comic, but then saw the illustrations on that, and I was like, damn, this shit's tight. So I sent her an email. She got back to me, and man, she's so fucking good, Emily Smith. Um... 
she is fantastic. Like, I gave her, like, one or two lines of direction or scene stuff, and she just fucking took it, ran with it, and fucking hit the trial line. Go, you fucking good thing. Go, yes, fucking legend. Honestly, that was me the whole time working with Emily on this poster. She just fucking knocked it out of the park. It was so sick. Um, man, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, it's all looking good. And then, and then uh, you know, I think... You know what it is, man? And look, maybe a little tip for, for comics. I don't know what... It's just some, a learning experience or whatever. We'll take from this what you will. But, um, you know, when you when you do the comedy festivals or when you're applying, you got to put your name and poster in. Like, you have to, you have to um, register your name and your poster for the show before you even know what the show is half the time, you know? All you have is the name. You don't have any material. You don't even know what the fuck you're going to be talking about. Um, yeah, this show, um, black and white, like the poster looks good. So I was, um, the poster was looking good. So I was, but I was pretty nervous that the uh, material wasn't going to be up to scratch. But, uh, but I've been doing a couple of trial shows on it. And uh, man, it's looking good, and it's looking. I'm quietly confident. I think this is. Uh, it's. I think it's better than lunch for dinner. I think it's, which was my last show. I think it's different. Um, it's got a nice flow to it, man. So yeah, I've been enjoying the performances so far. So uh, and I haven't even started the Adelaide Fringe run yet. So I think Adelaide's going to be an amazing time. So excited to get back to Adelaide, dude. Adelaide, man, I'll tell you, this is why I love Adelaide, because I, I had, like, a couple of near sellout shows in Adelaide before Triple J, before, I mean, just probably straight after Black Comedy, you know, so, man, they always show, and even before Black Comedy, I did, like, a show there and was having some pretty good ticket sales, so just people of Adelaide and Adelaide Fringe in general, it's just, a, it was, and this was a couple of years back, it was, like, 2018 or whatever, but it was, um... It's a magical time, you know? It's a magical it's a magical place. Hopefully it still has that same spirit. Um I uh man, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. Um a little exclusive story. That possibly might even take us to the end of the pod, but we'll see how it goes. I um It's the story of the first time I ever picked up a girl at the bar. So this is yeah, back twenty eighteen. Let me just let me just um let me just tell you who I was as a person back then, man. I just lost a bunch of weight, which um I probably kind of like I'm back to where I was. I was like, I won't throw the weight out there. <laughs> Cause my good is your bad, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my my happy is your is your um is your lowest point in your life. But I was looking good. I was looking good, but I wasn't really feeling good. I wasn't very confident still. I still, um, you know, I still was a nervous boy. Um, I was like 18 or 19 or something. So I was just coming out of, you know, being a teenager. And But, um, but yeah, but I was looking good. That was the main thing, man. I was looking good and I was young and fucking I was there and I was, I was standing in the, um, Standing in the, uh, we were at this like European beer cafe. That might be Melbourne, but there is a beer cafe. It's like a German s kind of one uh, in the city, and we're in the smoker section, smoking a little ciggy. And um, and this girl comes up and she asks for a cigarette. 
Um, I give her one. We start talking. Also, real Woodhead, day one Woodhead fans know, you know that uh, Stinky Dick Dave joke with the smoking? That, this girl inspired that joke. So there you go. A little, little fun fact for you. So we're having a little ciggy. And then things are getting kind of like flirty. Ba, ba, ba. We walk in to get another beer. And I swear to God, she's like grabbing my dick. Oh, fuck. She's like, she's like, actually, and, one, and you know what? I say like, it's cool. It wasn't. She was like holding my dick while walking through the bar like it was like a leash. It was, and she was, like, her grip on it was tight. It didn't feel good. <laughs> it wasn't very magical. And pretty much after a while, I, I finally like, I, I dropped the line. I'm like, I'm like, hey, do you want to, do you want to get out of here? And she was like, yeah, let's go. And, um, and then we, and then as soon as we left the bar, that's when everything changed. Everything got more hostile. Everything got more fucking weird. Cause she like the streets are packed in Adelaide during fringe. And she's like, oh, where are we going to get a tech? Where are we going to get a, like Uber? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And she goes like, well, you got to get an Uber. I get it, like, just, just like yelling at me to get a fucking Uber. And, um, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, da, 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 da. and I'm trying and this and that, and I'm trying to fucking, blah, blah, blah. and then we finally find a cab. I open the door for her to get into the back seat, but then she gets into the front seat. Now, again, I'm like 18, 19, so I'm thinking, all right, this just must be what it is. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe you don't get into the back seat together. Maybe it's like a old-timey thing where you can't look like you're leaving with someone. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just, I just, it was weird. So I get into the back seat. She gets into the front seat. And it's quiet for, like, it's really quiet in the cab. It's fucking awkward. And, um... And then she goes, she goes, do you mind if I put the radio on to the driver? And the driver's like, yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, and then she puts on like Nova or some shit. And then she just blasts it. Like she just fucking sends the volume. And then she takes her seatbelt off. Remember, she's in the front passenger seat. She takes her seatbelt off. She turns around. So her knees are, so she's looking at me and then she starts dancing. She starts like poking her head from behind the, <laughs> from behind the seat, like the headrest, like peekaboo. And she's just dancing and like Kesh is on or something. It's nothing, it's, you know, like it's nothing very sexy. And she's dancing the whole way back to my place. And like, I was, I was staying in uh, Bowdoin so it was like a 25 minute drive. Taxi driver's looking at me in the back like, bro, what the fuck? What the fuck is she doing? And I'm looking at him like, bro, I don't know. We finally get home. Finally get back to, to Bowdoin where I was staying, the Airbnb. And, um, <clears throat> and <laughs> we get inside, um, and his and and we start like making out. We get into the bed, and then we uh, and she starts getting naked. I get naked, and then she stops and she goes, "All right, yo, I need a cigarette." 
So I roll us some cigarettes and then I start getting dressed and she goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just getting dressed and like just putting on some pants and go have the cigarettes. She goes, don't worry about that. Let's just go out. Let's just fuck it. All right. <laughs> Whatever, dude. So we go outside and then I'm smoking a cigarette. She pulls out her phone. She, she starts smoking a cigarette and I text my friends, hey, please make sure you tell me if you're coming home because... Uh, I don't want to get into it, but there is a reason why I need you to really make it known to me when you get home. <laughs> and I don't hear back from them, but hope, just praying that they get the message. Meanwhile, uh, this girl, she is um, she's smoking and then she starts playing um, Dynamite by Lord on her phone. And she starts fucking dancing again. And she's, like, using a pole to, like... And, like, one of those, like, square poles, you know, to support a house. So, she's, like, dancing on that. Then she's, like, grinding on me. And just doing a show. And I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm trying to enjoy the moment. And she dances again. Uh, yeah, Dynamite by Lords twice. And then she, she picks her phone up and then she goes... Uh, she plays Marshmallow. So all in all, she plays two songs four times and she's danced on me for like 20 minutes. We finish these fucking cigarettes and then we go back inside and, and you know, I'm like, oh, so should we go to bed? And she's like, do you have any drinks? And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. We look, we had no drinks. Um, and then she goes... <laughs> She goes to me, look, um, no offense or anything. It's not just you, but when I have, when I, um, when, when, when I, when I get intimate with someone, I, I like to be full blackout drunk. At that point, and, and for any, for any, young people listening to this first I probably don't listen to the end of this story because it's pretty full on but um this is a, this is a good time if anyone ever says that to you don't pursue anything more with them it that is the most reddest of red flags ever but you know I was like I said 18 19 TikTok hadn't come out yet. I don't. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know this slang. So I was like, oh, okay, well, um, I can try and order us some drinks. Or, and she goes, no, I think I've got drinks in my house. Let's go to my place. And I'm like, fucking hell. All right, so I order another Uber. And she lives out in Strawberry Hills or something, which if you're from Adelaide, you know that that's, you know, how you go. Anyway. We go to, um, we go to, we get into the car with the Uber. She again gets into the front seat. I get into the back. You know, this is established, um, of how we roll, um, me and my, (laughs) me and my girl. (laughs) So she's in the front. I'm in the back. She starts calling up bars, bottle shops, anywhere that could serve alcohol from like on, like all the places en route to hers. 
Now it's late in Adelaide. Adelaide, you know, one of these cities that just does not stay open. So she's not having any luck. She starts like fucking getting angry in the Uber. She starts freaking out. She's like, well, I just, there better be drinks at my place. I swear to God. Like, I, I, like, she's kind of blaming me as well. Like, lady, I just met you. <laughs> you know, and also we're, uh, you know, at this point we were both drunk. We were both pretty fucking drunk. Anyway, we get to her place and, um, open the door. First thing I see is this, like, is this fucking fat cat. This cat's fat as hell. Real Garfield looking motherfucker, you know? And she starts picking up the cat and like, oh, hello, beautiful. Good to see you. And I was like to her, you know, I never asked you, like, what, what do you, what do you do for work? And she goes, oh, I'm a dietitian. Your cat's morbidly obese and you're picking up a fat 19-year-old from a bar and you're a dietitian? Okay. Don't trust a dietitian with a fat cat as well. Like, that's just... Bro. How hard is it to... If you have a fat cat, like, that's fucking... That's your deal. Because you don't have to walk cats or anything. They, they take care of themselves. You just got to give them one can of tuna. Anyway, we, um... She looks up, she looks in her cupboards and stuff. She doesn't have any drinks. And at this point as well, we're both like, I'm tired. She's tired. We're like, should we just wrap it up? It's like, yeah. So then we go upstairs and it actually kind of gets wholesome because we go upstairs. She gets, she lets me borrow a tooth br- toothbrush. We're brushing our teeth and stuff. And then um, um, well, we go into a bedroom and I just notice like all these pictures of her and this guy on the wall. And I'm like, um, who's he? Who's, who's uh who's the guy? And she goes, oh, that's my ex boyfriend. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. What's um? And she goes, yeah, yeah. He used to live here. I, I kicked him out. And I'm like, why is that? And he goes, oh, cause, cause he kept selling fucking drugs. And I was like, shit. And then she started. And I don't want to tell too much of the story, but pretty much her boyfriend owed people money, and so they ran to Adelaide. And she was a dancer at a club. (laughs) So a lot of things were starting to make fucking sense. (laughs) And she tells me all of this and then is like, okay, well, good night. So I'm lying down next to this woman I barely know, 18 years old, in this fucking house, in Strawberry Hills. I'm just, I, bro, I could not get one ounce of sleep. Anytime I would just try and, like, fade away into sleep, I just am jolted by the thought of the fucking stairs being, do, 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 do. Honey, I'm home. Who's this cunt? And get one ounce of sleep, dude. I just lied there till fucking, till daylight. So I'm lying there for, like, four or five hours. And then, um, at some point I get up, look for a phone charger, rah, rah, rah. I go downstairs into her, into her, um, <laughs> I go downstairs into her kitchen. I check her fridge, you know, to get some water or something. And what do I see? I shit you not, like six huge cans of beer. When she checked for alcohol, she didn't even check the fridge. 
there were drinks there we could have you know like at that point we didn't want i didn't want to no one wanted to but we could have you know It sounds like something for a move, but I swear to God, I close the door and then I see the fucking cat looking at me and I look at the cat and then the cat looks to its side and just spews everywhere. So yeah. <clears throat> That's what happened last time I was in Adelaide. What will happen this time? Who knows? I'm going to be there in Feb. Come through. Uh, tickets on my... Instagram, just hit the link in the bio. I'm also coming to Melbourne and stuff, but yeah. It's good to get back. Look, I gotta get out of here. I gotta finish this up. I gotta go do my little radio show, but I'll tell you what, it's been nice chatting again. Uh, I swear to God, this podcast will be more regular as well. I wanna keep doing these weekly. Sorry for mucking around, um, but yeah. 2024, year of Woodhead wisdom, being consistent. That is something I promise you. All right. Thank you. Love you. Goodbye.